2023. I'm calling the March 14, 2023 Special Board of Trustees meeting to order. Linda, will you please call the roll? Here. 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 Thank you. I'll now read the land acknowledgement statement. We acknowledge that we are in the unceded ancestral homeland of British colonial, who are the original inhabitants of the temple. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, Romantu Jaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten the responsibilities as caretakers, as well as for all peoples who reside in the tradition. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living, working on the tradition. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, the elders, and relatives of Romantu Jaloni and by affirming their sovereign rights. Next, we have item three, public comment notice. This is a special meeting of the board and not a regular meeting. Therefore, we will not be having public comment for items. We'll be taking public comment for each item as it is discussed. Our next item is a report on current heating and facility mitigation measures by city administration. Board direction to administration on immediate and further actions to mitigate and resolve heating facility issues at city college campuses and centers and staffing within the facilities. Before turning it over to our city college administration presentation, I'd like to share why I invoked my right as board president to call for this emergency special meeting of the board of trustees at our mission campus. I called for this meeting because over this past winter and spring, City College students and staff have had to endure cold classrooms as a result of floor heating at multiple city college campuses and centers, but not including but not limited to Michigan, John Adams, Wellness Center, Creative Visual Arts Center. Some of these heating problems stem from boilers that have been maintained beyond their useful life but are now irreparable and need to be completely replaced, and high pressure underground steam pipes that need replacement. While our city college administration has taken interim measures such as providing hand warmers and portable space heaters, our students still have had to wear thick layers of clothing to stay warm. Also, classrooms can reportedly only field one portable space heater due to electrical circuits unable to handle multiple space heaters. Unfortunately, I have heard that some students have dropped their classes due to concerns over their own health and safety in classrooms. These heating issues at our campuses are unacceptable. These conditions are not conducive to learning. I feel frustration and anger as I hear about students that have to use hand warmers in class to keep warm. City College must take decisive and immediate action or risk losing students. As long as our students are not getting heat, the heat should be on us to take urgent and immediate action to take care of our students. It is a disservice to our students and staff that they have had to wait so long. I want to let students and staff know that I see you and I hear you. I also want to acknowledge our facility staff. This institutional lack of support to maintain our facilities demonstrates how important it is to properly support and staff our facilities, classified SEIU and building trades positions. Facilities, classified SEIU and building trades positions are the backbone of City College 
that allow our day-to-day -day fun basic functioning, and we must support them in the burden that they carry to maintain our facilities. This discussion on adequate facility staffing and potentially adding to our facility staff will be a start. Furthermore, while this agenda includes approval of $2.6 million worth of boiler replacements and facilities fixes for Mission, John Adams, Wellness Center, and other sites, these projects will not be completed until before summer 2023, when heating issues will be less of a concern. So we must look into immediate measures to keep our students warm now, such as looking into class relocation, fixing electrical issues, and any other measures that we can come up with. Uh, thank you. Uh, Chanson Martin, uh, can you present uh, on the report that you guys have? Uh, yes, President Wallace, thank you for the opportunity. And as you mentioned, we do have uh, four significant action items in front of the board this afternoon for your consideration of approval. Uh, those four items are the product of a lengthy uh, but legally required public bidding process that started in December uh, with architects initially designing uh, what turned into the assembled hundred page documents for each project in front of the board. So as we have gone through the last several months, uh, we have complied with all of the public bidding requirements, including job walks, including questions and answers from potential contractors, uh, as well as opportunities for the contractors to ask questions of the district and to do further examination of the site uh, prior to their bidding on the project. Uh, we are in the final stages of getting those projects under contract. Uh, the next step, once those contractors are under contract, is that they will start procuring uh, the materials needed to do the permanent replacements to the facility heating equipment. Uh, we hope to have that work started here in the coming weeks, uh, but ultimately that is going to be uh, dependent on the lead time uh, for any supply chain regarding the equipment that they need to get the work done. Uh, in the meantime, as you mentioned, we have taken temporary measures. Uh, we have provided space heaters. Uh, we've done uh, three separate and distinct orders of large quantities of space heaters, and we've tried to get those out as quickly as possible. Additionally, we have provided hand warmers, uh, recognizing that that is not a permanent or uh, appropriate long-term fix. Uh, but it is something that we hopefully can provide to, to, to give some short-term comfort uh, for our students and our employees in the classroom, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, additionally, we have worked with our academic deans uh, to provide scheduling options if alternative locations are needed. Uh, we do have examples of classrooms uh, being relocated to buildings uh, that have uh, active heat, and we'll continue to do so. Uh, as we develop the schedule for the fall semester, although we do hope to have many of our heating issues, uh, hopefully all of them permanently corrected, uh, by the fall semester, as the fall schedule takes shape, we will be overly mindful of uh, providing opportunities to ensure that we have more facilities for our classes, our students, and our employees. Uh, two major projects that are underway uh, that are not in front of the board this afternoon is the science uh, building. Uh, during the winter break and early in the spring, we did fix the science boilers. Uh, located the steam pipes uh, that run underground uh, to the boilers started leaking. And ultimately, we need to shut off the steam pipes for the safety of the individuals on our campus. Uh, without those steam pipes uh, operable, uh, we aren't able to turn the boilers on. So we are having 
Uh, contractors currently walk the ocean site uh, to look at uh, bidding on the replacement of those steam pipes underground, which will run steam to the science corner so we can get it back on the facility. Uh, the creative arts, uh, the arts extension, uh, as well as the visual arts building. Uh, as I mentioned, I think in a few different uh, reports over the last several weeks, that those controls and those systems are no longer. Uh, repairable. Uh, they've been deemed obsolete by uh, different contractors, and we cannot get somebody to come and work on them. Uh, we have engaged architects to redesign uh, the heating systems and controls. Uh, the next step in the creative arts, the visual arts, and the arts extension uh, is first to get the steam pipes back on so we can run steam to the existing heating equipment to see what needs to be replaced. Uh, we won't be able to bid the boilers and the heating equipment in the arts buildings until we know fully what needs to be replaced. And until we can run steam to that facility or those facilities, uh, we won't be able to test the current equipment. Uh, so that's why the underground steam pipes are the uh, first priority now in respect to heating projects on the ocean campus. Uh, so that is something I would like to conclude with uh, an acknowledgement of. Uh, some of the good work that our facilities team has done. Uh, we have gotten the heat repaired back on consistently uh, in Baton Rouge Hall, as well as the student union. Uh, we have done some significant improvements to Rosenberg. Uh, it is not perfect yet, but I do hear that it has improved, uh, as well as utilizing the geothermal wells in the MUB facility. Uh, once again, not perfect, but I do believe that there is significant improvement uh, in consistent temperatures throughout the building. So I just want to take a moment and acknowledge uh, the work that's been done uh, because the, the problem with respect to the heat uh, was much larger uh, several months ago. So we are making progress and we'll continue to keep the campus and the board updated as we move forward through these projects. And I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions that just as Thank you. I'd like to, since we have a lot of members of the public here for public comment, I'd like to have them speak first. Uh, Minda, can you share any self-commentary so we can prioritize the person here? No, I don't have the cards. Anybody who has a yellow card that wants to speak, could you bring it up here? Bring it to me. I'm going to start while they do that. Uh, Crystal Lewis. Thank you. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. I ask the board to address all facility deficits at all city college locations. While there are grave concerns that some sites are without heat, downtown is heated but with reduced hours of operation and few layers of viral protection. We cannot schedule a comprehensive ESL program when the campus is closed afternoons and evenings, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and all day Saturday. Our crowded classrooms that are attended to capacity have the protection of MERV 13 filters, but little else. However, we do not have windows that open and a few that that a few classrooms, but not all classrooms, have air purifiers with HEPA filters. To serve San Francisco residents and the Bay Area workforce that can easily access 88 4th Street, I ask the board to staff downtown so it can be open throughout the weekday and evening and on Saturdays. 
to protect students by providing air purifiers with HEPA filters in all shared environments and increase FTEF to schedule educational offerings throughout the day, evening, and weekend. Thank you. Next is, next is Glass. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Hi, my name is Fred Glass. I've taught part-time at City College in Labor and Community Studies since 1987 and at the Mission Campus for a dozen years. I taught remotely during COVID and was delighted to come back in person this spring until I discovered that there was no heat in the building. And when I came to check out my classroom a few days before the start of class, I found it was 55 degrees. I couldn't get any clear information on how long this had been going on, nor how long it was likely to continue. I emailed my students to let them know the situation and lost two of them due to health fears. The rest come to class, which is at night, in many layers. I was issued a space heater, which I tested by running for two hours the day before class. It raised the temperature by less than one degree. I brought in a second space heater against the advice of an administrator who told me it might blow out the fuses and that there's no one at night to fix that. So I tested running two during the day, and after 90 minutes, it went from 55 to 59 and didn't blow anything out. This is what I do each week, come to class an hour and a half early to marginally warm the room up. I'm distressed that information from the administration has been so sparse before and during the semester about plans to fix this. I'm glad we're having this meeting tonight, but I'm also somewhat incredulous that it hasn't been fixed yet. This is not all that's wrong with my room. My classroom was filthy because it hadn't been cleaned since COVID. I was told we have been cut from three custodians to one at the Mission Campus, and I can't expect to get my classroom cleaned without putting in a work order. The clock on my classroom wall doesn't work. I get underfunding. I don't get incompetence. These conditions and the lack of information about them are deeply dysfunctional and disrespectful to students and faculty alike. I suggest the administration join hands with the campus unions, go to Sacramento together, and get our elected representatives to come up with a realistic funding plan through progressive taxation for the community colleges. We have plenty of money in this state. It's just not in the right pocket. My students deserve this. Thank you. Michael Adams. Uh, happy to start by saying you ran likely on the uh, first clear budget audit in 25 minutes. It's really sad that Chronicle and other local newspapers don't pray that it's going to do something right. They're hell-bent on keeping us looking like a competent organization. So I think it would be very helpful if more of the way to celebrate when they happen. The other thing I noticed is that there's some job openings on your website. So we are hiring academic administrative and staff position that should not go unnoticed because we've been complaining about the layoffs and we should but when 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 there's progress being made on campus one step at a time it's in the right direction so please uh, <clears throat> we'll be modest about the reporting when 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 things are happening 
Um, we'd really like to support what others are probably going to be better at saying we need some help right now. We all have our debt. But if this were a prison or a hospital or an elder care center where folks are essentially trapped, you know, the streets would be full of people demonstrating on behalf of those clients. We have client students of all backgrounds and ages who can go somewhere else, not like San Quentin where they're, they're stuck there. So we have to think about the option that folks will tell you to take the jacket, go across the bay, and, and deprive of the privilege of training them and getting them involved. So I just want to support when we do something right, let's, let's, let's get it out there and show that we're confident of it. But we don't live down to the standard people have set. We don't know how to run a college, but when we do know how to run it, let's celebrate. Thank you. How do you speak Good evening, trustees, Chancellor. Thank you for being here and calling this meeting today. It's about time we have a discussion about the very serious conditions here at City College. Um, I invite you to take a tour, actually, not a tour. I actually invite you to work in our conditions, to stay in our offices, in our classrooms for hours on end where our students are freezing their butts off. It is untenable that students have to work in those conditions today. And I know, I, I know that there's been some progress. I know that there's a boilers coming for three of our facilities and more, and there's work being uh, set down the line, but it's not going to be until summer 23 before those remedies come into place. So what do we do now? What do you tell students? What do you tell faculty? What do you tell other employees in the college? Like right now, I mean, you're here. I see you with your jackets. It's cold. It's going to get colder for a little while. And by the time these repairs get made, it'll be warm again. And again, we've been making these complaints for years and years and years. And I appreciate that the, the remedies will be made now. But what is going to happen in the next few weeks, the next month or so, when, when conditions are still untenable and students still have to learn? As I mentioned, they're going to be going elsewhere in future semesters because they don't think the repairs are going to come in time. So you've heard, right, from students and faculty that were, were frustrated and angered. And you'll hear some of that anger here tonight, but I want you to feel what that means. It's not because it's just anger for the sake of being angry, because everybody has a right to be angry right now, but I want you to feel what, what people are experiencing to come again Please work in my work site, work in the work sites of my colleagues around here, and experience firsthand and give us a solution for what should they do before the repairs get made. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Chancellor, Trustee. First of all, um, uh, President Wong, thank you for calling this meeting and, and showing our students and our faculty that they have been heard, although it might be uh, a bit late uh, in the year. Again, I'm going to echo a lot of what uh, my colleague Alan D'Souza said, but I would encourage you all to come and spend some time, um, uh, a real work day, 
in the working conditions that my colleagues um, and, and students have to put up with. I, I am fortunate enough to work in the health center, which has intermittent heat. It was, um, it was working for part of the semester. It was off for a couple of weeks, maybe on end. Uh, but we, we um, every morning, um, I teach I teach at 8.40 in the morning. My students student literally comes in and wraps herself in a blanket um, to stay warm. Uh, we just uh, held a meeting uh, in the in the market building uh, behind us and um, in, in person and it was you know we were we were uh, you know and trying to warm our hands. I don't know if I was a student how I would be um, learning in an environment, and I'm not even sure how hand warmers work. Warmers are supposed to work in you know, alleviating the cold that gets into your bones when you're when you're sitting in a cold space all the time. So um, I I would you know I would encourage you all to get creative about the thinking uh, and and how we can um, utilize the space. That does have heat. It's wonderful that the weather is working in that hall. The problem with that is that most of the classrooms are not in use in that hall um, because they are interior. The, the way the building was designed, uh, the interior, they don't have to work. So, what about air purifiers in that space? Um, labor unions are willing to work with the district and partners. I am retired business faculty and I taught very basic accounting, not accounting 101, but the one below that. In this campus, for several semesters in the 12 years that I taught here before I retired. And I want to say that the people who actually worked in business in the neighborhood came here to this campus. So there was a woman who, in my class, who worked in the check cashing place on Mission Street. There was a taxi driver that picked me up on Mission when I flagged a taxi. And there was another young man who taught in a shop on Valencia Street. The services that we provide in this building in the mission and basic accounting classes, which help them in their jobs and to keep their jobs and to move forward in their jobs, really matter. And it's so disrespectful to the community that we can't just turn the heat on. Thank you. Thank you for calling this meeting. This is important. Um, I really appreciate that. And, and David Martin, I want to say thank you as well. Um, I, the information that you shared is important. It's important for people to know what's going on. And also, it warmed me up because now I'm really angry. And, and I'm warm, actually. I felt myself getting warm as you spoke because I'm really angry. Because, you know, a lot of people ask for space heaters and don't get them because there aren't enough. A lot of people have space heaters, and especially in visual arts, they use them and it blows the fuses so they can't use them. Um, a lot of people have asked to be moved to other rooms and have not been moved to other rooms. 
Maybe there's an example or two of someone who has, I'm not aware of them, but I am aware of a bunch who've requested it and not gotten it. Well, there are empty rooms, as Mary Bravewoman says, at Batman Hall not being used. Um, students don't have hand warmers. Faculty don't have hand warmers. I have one packet of hand warmers. It's supposed to last, they're, they're one-shot deals, right? They, they, you can only use them once, and that's supposed to keep you warm all semester, and I can't share them with my students. Look, um, as a board, there's a question that I think you could be asking, and that is not just what do we do now, of course that's important, but why are we here? Why was this not done a year ago, two years ago? Where's the accountability? Next is Patty Gallagher. Patty Gallagher? Oh, hi. Linda, I do not see Patty. I do see Melissa. Hello, I'm here. I'm Melissa McPeters. I'm Transitional Studies faculty and I teach at the Mission Center. Uh, last semester, I taught on the Bartlett side, where the average second floor temperature is 44 degrees Fahrenheit. I was using the school's provided heater and my home heater in multiple layers and a jacket and students with blankets, etc. The Valencia side is warmer, but not that warm because you're all wearing jackets. Um, um, but still, we're wearing coats and hats and sweaters while teaching. Um, and I'm glad the heat and other poor conditions are getting addressed, but a lot of these have happened, you know, these have been problems since pre-2020. So what can we do so that no matter who's the leadership, who's, if there's interim people, there's, you know, vacancies, how do we make sure that nothing gets dropped like this? Because now everything's broken all at the same time. And I know it's a huge burden on everyone. Um, the hand warmers are tremendous environmental waste, um, but thanks for trying. Um, I've heard of a lot of faculty complain um, about worse conditions even than here at Mission. Um, so I'm glad you're listening to us and taking the time. We appreciate this. But yeah, what can we do in the future so that we're not all broken at once? Thank you. Diane Thank my colleague, uh, Denise Selleck, for writing the letter to Alan Wong and Alan. I'd like to thank you very, very much for having this evening. Uh, my name is Diane Wallace. I've been an ESL instructor here since 1992. And I'd like to acknowledge that we've had no communication about the situation of lack of heat until after this emergency meeting was called. And in the words of one of our most respected healthcare technology instructors at the JAD campus, the lack of heat has been the most disruptive factor, and it is also um, unacceptable. It's a health hazard, and it goes against the mission of this college. He also said, surely there is a process by which bidding on and replacing heating systems can be sped up in cases like this, but I don't think it is being sped up because the person who's making the decisions is not living in these conditions. The problems that we are here to discuss are all the outcomes of poor decision-making by David Martin. The result is conditions that are profoundly unpleasant to teach in and to be taught in. And in the case of John Adams, his decisions resulted in a lack of opportunities for ESL on the west side of the city. I'd like to invite the board to have an in-person meeting at the John Adams campus to address the heating issue there, to walk around that campus, and to also discuss restoring ESL classes at the John Adams campus. 
students and faculty deserve better. And with this chancellor, we seem to come last. When he listens to everybody, when we've had meetings, basically 100 people tell him to please restore or, or keep classes at John Adams, he doesn't listen. He does, we, we tell him A, he does B. I think there's a real problem with who's making the decisions. And I hope this board can scrutinize the decisions that this chancellor is making because they're destructive and they're unnecessary. Thank you. Hi, I brought a visual aid. Just to correct the record, uh, each teacher at Mission Campus received a package containing two, total two for the entire semester of the handworms, which I activated 50% of my stock just for you to feel. So there, problem solved. We don't have a feeding problem, we have a hand warmer. And no student has a hand warmer, just the teacher. What does that look like? The message this sends after they brave the rain and wind and record low temperatures, they can't expect to come in and warm up inside the building. Instead, they have come to expect cold, unheated classrooms, burnt out light bulbs, unswept floors, towering piles of recycling, and smelly restrooms. They may have limited English, but they get the message. City College is too apathetic or too mismanaged to create a comfortable, sanitary place to learn, just as we're trying to rebuild enrollment. Please expedite every possible step of the HVAC repairs and facilities maintenance. And thank you so much for calling this one. Thanks. Yeah. I'm I work for Disabled Student Services on the Chief Campus, and uh, the heating is better this semester. Um, it was very cold on Friday. Um, yesterday and today were better. Um, last semester was unbelievably cold, and we did blow out um, power, and uh, many classified employees couldn't work for a few hours because we didn't um, uh, have any power for the computers. Um, I, we, Rosenberg is not on the list for the expedited um, uh, boilers. I just want to confirm that we are on the list for summer. Um, although it sounds like the expedited ones are going to be summer. Um, so I, I just want to go on record that Rosenberg will be um, soon, uh, so that next fall is not like last time. It was very, very cold. Um, I also uh, took some pictures and forwarded uh, pictures about all the ceiling tiles. Um, yesterday morning, I came into the office and there were uh, this pile of wet crumbling tiles, and ended up being eight tiles. Um, so thank you so we came in uh, last night and cleaned it up. And now we have a garbage can with about that much water in it from the dripping. Um, the interior, what used to be beautiful wall in Rosenberg for first floor to fourth that have the colored walls. There are water stains and there's water coming down. So I'm very concerned about mold and mold. Um, and those ceiling tiles falling on the um, so whatever you can do, um, I know it's a lot, I know it's expensive, but they're really, these are serious topics. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, good afternoon, trustees. My name is Carla Crocomo. I teach at both Mission and Ocean campuses. 
My students and I have been freezing in our cold room at mission with temperatures at night between 42 and 46 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> the space heater in our room does very little to change the situation. It's almost non-existent. Ocean Campus has been uh, without heat in several buildings. Many rooms in Arts Extension have lacked heat for many years now. This situation is unthinkable, yet that's exactly what we've been experiencing at Mission and in some cases for many years at Ocean, including in the not so old multi-use building. This environment is not conducive to proper teaching and learning. I don't have to say that to you. Not to mention the filthy floors and trash piling up as a result of missing custodial services. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. Please show leadership that is concerned with the well-being of our students and faculty, the backbone of any educational institution, yet often overlooked and disrespected. This is how we feel. Take action now to fix this deplorable, shameful situation. Thank you. Tom Kennedy. Hello, Chancellor and Trustees. Thank you for coming to our campus. Um, I'm not a custodian, although you might think I am. I teach ESL here. But I brought my tools that I use in my classroom because if I don't sweep it, no one else is going to. We have one custodian um, all this semester for two buildings who is often out because she gets sick. She um, had earned some time off. And because um, that's it. <laughs> and um, and our other custodian is also out and injured as custodians who work physical jobs sometimes um, occurs to them. Um, can we please have adequate staffing in our buildings and grounds department? We need custodians, we need custodial supervisors, um, and we need, instructors need not to be cleaning our classrooms. I'm supposed to be assessing my students and planning lessons for them. This takes out the time that I need to be doing my job. So thank you very much for listening, and I hope that you'll also expedite custodians hiring more staff. Thank you. You're here. Kevin Cross. I'm really, really upset that what's been going on has been normalized to the extent that um, it sounds like it's the normal process that, okay, things need to be vivid and will happen eventually in the future. I was told by the dean at John Adams that they knew about the boilers not working years ago during COVID. So how I have zero, zero faith that the problems can be fixed. I don't see why it would be if that's what happened before and it continues to happen. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll wait and 
single point. Um, the space heaters, so often administration tells us instead of asks us. So if they had asked us, will the hand warmers work? We would have said no. They'll leave your hands for 10 seconds and that will be done. And you get two of them, so that's 20 seconds. They don't work. Why would they get, I mean, I don't know if you can see it from our point of view, but it's an insult to us mm -hmm. to say, oh, here's the fix to the problem. 20 second hours. They could have asked us, we could have saved them the money, saved them the time. As everyone has said here, the space heaters don't work. Even when you put two of them, even if they don't blow out the fuses, they don't change the temperature of the room except for five feet near where they are. Um, so it would be really, really nice if we didn't get all this top-down management all the time. We were consulted, we were given a chance to voice our opinions, and those opinions were listened to. The last thing I want to say is it's really coming and having a meeting is awesome. And thank, thank you, all of you, for coming here. I know we Thank you for being here, for coming to a meeting and listening and doing nothing. It's not what you're saying. So please do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, I want to start by saying that I feel for the board. I feel for the chancellor. I feel for the facilities department. You have inherited a decade of deferred infrastructure maintenance, and now you're left with this hot mess. But uh, the buck stops here. I am really hoping to hear in the near future what the possible scenarios are for providing heat as we move forward, not only now, but as we are approaching the fall semester. It seems to be a moving target. As the chancellor said, we don't know what the situation is in the arts buildings. We have to get the steam pipes up and running first before we can assess what needs to be done. These are long-term projects and we're not likely to get those systems fixed by fall. So what are the alternates? How about having portable generators outside the buildings that can accommodate adequate electric heating systems? Or in some situations, possibly portable propane heaters that use small tanks, not large tanks, would be appropriate to solve the problems. Uh, as I looked at the list, of staff to be hired, I would like to know what the job descriptions of the four, uh, I think, project managers is going to be. Um, obviously, the electric space heaters don't work. And within the next few months, there have got to be alternate plans, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, that can be switched back and forth and activated quickly. Thank you. Hey, Hi, everyone. Thanks for having this meeting. I think um, you're getting a pretty good picture of what the students see. They see that they're worthy of dirty classrooms, 
they're worthy of rigid classrooms. Um, and that's if they can succeed in registering for a class. And they're worthy of online classes with 200 students and 100 students. I don't envy your position. I'm sure it's not easy to hear all this. I know it's not easy to solve this, but we need to see a will. We need to see effort. What we have seen is years and years of excuses. We need more, the students deserve more. What these really cool classrooms show is the dedication of faculty and staff and the burning desire of students to learn. They will weather this kind of storm. They will sit in refrigerator temperatures. They will sit on a Zoom class with 200 other people because they want to learn. In ESL, our open enrolled classes were closed before the semester started because they had already reached capacity. We're supposed to welcome students anytime because they're busy, because they work multiple jobs, they take care of their family, they go back to their home countries. So if you're here, I'm not sure why you're here. If you are here to try to serve the students and meet the educational needs of San Francisco, let's just admit we are falling so far below, it's laughable. And let's try to come together and work together. We're all willing. Our students are so willing. But please show us that you give a shit and please act. We're right there with you. Thank you. Hi, can you hear me? Um, I'm an ESL teacher at Mission Campus, and this emergency meeting is long overdue. If these problems were already existing, I don't know why it couldn't be corrected sooner. I don't know why we got an email yesterday telling us about what was happening, only that the emergency meeting was being called today, perhaps. I do hope we are not here a year from now with the same situation because it will be far worse. And our summers are freezing, so I'm going to be watching that 2023 summer date as well. On top of not having heat for our students and faculty, we're having to deal with filthy classrooms and facilities. Um, and I'm sure Tom brought visual aids. I can't see that, but Yahoo, because most <laughs> teachers are cleaning their own classrooms, bringing their own supplies in. And this entails sanitizing the desk, sweeping and wet mopping the floors. Our students graciously help us. We need the basics, like heat and a clean classrooms. I also find it really strange that we need to put in a work order when the recycling and trash or compost are overflowing in the hallways and smelling, but we do. This is Women's History Month, and in honor of the search for equity and better working conditions, I will continue to advocate for change and implore the Board of Trustees to do the right thing with this administration. I'd like some of you guys, it's been mentioned again, it's an echo, but come to our freezing rooms. It's ridiculous. I feel like an ice cube, a living ice cube, along with filthy floors and desks, and we've just come through a pandemic. We can do better and we must work together for equitable change 
And really, we are asking for the basics, clean classrooms and heat. So we want the change and we're willing to work with you. Thank you. Barry Bernstein. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Oh, yes, the glamour of public service. Um, before I say anything else, I want to say that the sound is not good. The chancellor was very spotty. Many of you are. Uh, Fred and Lori were very clear. I don't know why it's hard to hear what many of you are saying. Um, by the way, the chat should be open so that we can communicate with the panel of things like that of things when the sound is not good. When it's closed off, we can't. Okay, so I'm uh, part of what I'm saying is uh, from Madeline Mueller. Um, similar to what Fred said, why not order some immediate, oh, we're talking about the, um, the creative arts and visual arts um, and other, We can't hear you if you're speaking. I unmuted. Shall I start again? Okay, I'll just go on. Why not order some immediate large generators to be positioned near each building and bring in a temporary alternative wiring system so that the small heaters currently being allocated to each room might actually work instead of blowing out the room's electrical circuits as is presently the case. And John Adams, she wondered if the uh, complete multi-million dollar remodeling didn't uh, improve the HVAC system. Uh, yes, students are suffering. I appreciate the long-suffering faculty and the, the students who are in there for, for their education, but uh, some just can't put up with it. This is embarrassing. That concludes public comment. Thank you. Um, are there any questions or comments from my fellow trustees? Um, we're still in the discussion. I see uh, a trustee Williams uh, indicating that she would like to respond. Yes, and I apologize, uh, President Wong, for being a little behind getting here for the special meeting. Um, I missed uh, Chancellor Martin's report, but I also wanted to hear uh, from Vice Chancellor, uh, Vice Chancellor of Facilities. I don't know if there was a report given um, from our Vice Chancellor of Facilities. And I also want to recognize our classified union um, representatives here. Um, but I know there have been significant challenges in terms of um, on that side, so I definitely want to call that out. And I don't see any of the leadership here from my classified union, but um, our vice chancellor facilities, I don't know if you have the opportunity to talk about some of the challenges uh, throughout the pandemic, as well as um, managing our bond. I know we've been hyper-focused on our performing arts education center, and that's been a big project as well, and a number of other projects under our bond program. I just want to understand, and I respect and honor everything that's been said um, by the public in terms of you know how we got here. Um, I think it is unacceptable for folks to work in freezing cold conditions and to not and for our students, you know, um, it's not an adequate 
learning environment, but I know there's been significant challenges. And so I'm trying to balance those two things. So just want to give you the opportunity to speak as well, but also definitely would love it if there is representatives from our classified uh, union here, would love to hear from them as well, because they are the folks that clean our campuses and, and do a great job of it. And I want to respect what they do as well um, and have them have the opportunity to speak if they were here, but uh, Vice Chancellor. You know, uh, Chancellor Martin, you gave a report at the end of the meeting that kind of details some of the details. Um, but one of the things that occurred this week, we, we did get five new custodians who've been trying to hire for several months to start. Um, that allowed us to add a new custodian here at Michigan. So that is one of the little changes that just occurred this past couple of days. Um, to your comment, some of these challenges um, are were, were kind of difficult to understand. The, 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 the challenges are difficult, especially during the pandemic. The requirement was to have fresh air up to our buildings and worry about open up the systems, run the air, we're running heat at the time, because we didn't know the, the impacts of not having these. There's a lot of history with some of these buildings that are not happy. I've not been around long enough to understand all those issues and the turnover that some of our staff um, on the maintenance side or at our small maintenance team to understand all those logistic items. But I know that during the pandemic, we were able to get fresh air because the system did can't control air through all of our buildings and we were able to have staff occupied. And obviously, but that was that was a pandemic COVID requirement. So that was one of the we were able to do during COVID. Um, but those challenges that you described there are real items that we're dealing with, and hopefully, I think it was one of the items on the agenda. We're able to move forward with that direction, and that will help uh, support these buildings and future buildings, and also new buildings. As you mentioned, the bond program, we are looking to build three new buildings on the Ocean Campus. We are also looking to remodel um, our hall science and also address some, some items at the different virus centers. That was a nine on one. On Thank you. And I'm not to hop over to Martin. I just want to give you an opportunity as well because I know how hard your team works. I served on the facilities committee with you, and I know there's just a lot that we're managing in terms of our bond program and updating all of our buildings because deferred maintenance at this college has been a legacy issue. Um, and I know that as the commenter said, that you know it's we are inheriting some of this, and some of this we're still learning. Um, I do want to say in terms of, and I appreciate hearing that we're hiring additional support here at Mission Campus, and hopefully we can continue to get additional um, support, um, but also want to support our, our labor partners and, and recognizing that folks do get sick, folks do have life, things that come up, and, you know, we're just coming out of a global pandemic, so just want to kind of temper some of the frustration, which I totally understand. I would never want to work in those conditions and have been in those conditions in the past, and so um, definitely want to figure out um, to another question I have in terms of classes, classes and, and rooms that we have available, is there a possibility of shifting where folks are teaching so that they can be in an adequate uh, classroom while we're waiting for these upgrades? Is there anything, nonetheless, maybe a vice chancellor of a academic figures question, but. Certainly, uh, Trustee Williams and I can respond to that. And that is work that has uh, been ongoing, uh, but it's something that we can do and they put more emphasis on during the second part of the spring semester. We can connect with our academic teams uh, through our department chairs to do a lot of the scheduling and uh, offer as many opportunities as we can for a more Thank you. That's all my questions. Uh, I see uh, Vice President Martinez. Yes, yes, I just wanted to ask about five custodians and the one custodian coming here to mission. When is that going to happen? 
Can we have a start date? They started uh, yesterday and he reported uh, he was here part of the uh, uh, on Sunday for the event that was held here and he's been here from Shirt Starts on Monday. He's assigned here now. He was assigned at the Ocean Campus to be back with the new hire scheme. And the other four? They're at the Ocean Campus. Um, they're doing mornings and, and evening, and we're still trying to continue to hire for more custodians. Uh, I see yes, some. first uh, point of order, I think. Um, I believe that Maria Salazar Salon is available to speak to this a little bit more. If she's able to uh, speak, I would be to let her in this session uh, resume or. Okay, so if we locate her, happy to let her speak to before this body later on as the classifying representative. I see Maria. Yeah, if you just put her on, that definitely will. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, I, have... I can't hear you now, you're muted. The um, connection is bad, so let me know, you know what's going on. <clears throat> first of all, you can hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay, first of all, um, I find it appalling for anyone to go on here and make it as seem um, that the classified are invisible. We are not invisible. We're right along with faculty, right along with students suffering in the same working conditions, probably for longer hours. And for anyone to think that the custodians are not cleaning, how dare you? How dare you imply that? Our custodians are working hard. You wanna know why there's not enough custodians? Let's talk about that layoffs. We are working with the, facility department to try to fix that problem. They just came and met with us to discuss a change in the supervisor classification. So don't go assume things because you think you know something when you don't. We are working with the chancellor and trying to get more custodians here. But guess what? It doesn't happen with the sweep of your brain. Can't hear you anymore. Be sweeping. It doesn't happen when you want to flick your fingers. That's not how it goes. But don't you ever imply that our custodians are not working. They are freezing at night. They don't have heaters to plug in. You want to know why there's also not that many custodians? Because they're breaking their backs. They're tearing their bodies down. with not enough of them. When you want to add more classes, you don't have enough custodians. When you don't communicate, that needs to know that or to the department or work it out that's part of the problem so look at yourself on some of the things imply that there's no not enough custodians are not doing their job we know but our custodians you know what you ever think that classified or not suffering try to make us seem like we're invisible 
and we don't matter. We matter here. How Come on here and play like, oh, it's just us. Okay, we can bring her on if uh, if she's uh, back on later. Yes. <clears throat> Do you have any other uh, hands raised that you saw that you want to continue? Yeah, I wanted to uh, ask about some of the. Sorry, you guys. That's all I have oh. for now. Where I'm at is that I'm by an airport in this. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. So part of what we're here for is to kind of is to come up with solutions. Uh, we have heard the problems well described, and we know it's terrible. There were uh, um, some emails and some comments about possible solutions in the short term. Uh, I'm not an expert. I'm willing to learn uh, more for sure, but. I, I am curious about whether any of the ideas that were presented as possibilities are viable. And the ones that I um, noted, has, one has been uh, pretty much addressed now, and that is uh, using rooms that are warm and have air purifiers. I think more specifically with that rooms and air purifiers to make them useful. Is that that sounds like a uh, short-term solution. Are portable generators a solution as a short-term? We'd have to study that because drying the generators, it's, you know, the diesel fuel creates an issue. We have to check the barrier quality. Um, it's a good suggestion, but there are other challenges that we need to do. And getting the information out there and then how much capacity would be give to the room. So um, that's one of the options we look at um, or try to understand, but it's, it is a challenge um, to implement as well because we have to run things through the hallway and try to clean it up. So it it's, creates a different hazard, right? We think about a tripping hazard. So it's not a very straightforward solution um, to just bringing our generator and providing power to the source energy. Propane heaters. The propane, they, they, they bring a whole different. And if I may, I appreciate the question, Trustee Solomon. One of the items that we have to work through in looking at any uh, immediate or short term fixes is the field act. Uh, because we are a public education entity, we do have different sets of construction standards than private industry. Uh, so many of the solutions that may work or may be feasible for a private company uh, may not be uh, in compliance with the Field Act and California Education Code and Building Code. Uh, we want to be mindful that if we circumvent or sidestep Field Act, uh, we will be in a position where our insurance may not cover us in those situations. So we just need to be very mindful that we don't uh, go beyond uh, what is allowable for a public education facility uh, to do. Uh, I need a clarification on item four discussion items. Uh, the text reads 
of the second sentence, in order to properly maintain the entire ocean campus and the college's multiple center campuses, the following positions will be added to the 23-24 budget, and the recruitment and hiring process will begin immediately. Uh, I'm wondering how that can happen if the board has not yet uh, considered the tentative draft of the 23-24 uh, budget. Uh, that seems to me that that's going to be something that will be more long range uh, because we are not considering time. This is not on, on, on our agenda for us to vote on. Is that correct? This is a, a discussion item, but Chancellor, do you have that clarification of that? Uh, certainly, and we would uh, include those positions in a budget that was presented to the board. Uh, and we believe that uh, staffing of the institution is a uh, responsibility delegated to the chancellor. So it was through that responsibility or uh, that delegation of responsibility that I would uh, strongly recommend and consider moving forward with these positions. Staffing that we Okay, so it will still come before the so there will be no movement on the recruitment and hiring process for these positions until we see this back. Is that accurate? Not necessarily, no. Uh, we would be moving forward with those positions through our normal hiring process. Uh, we do uh, create new positions uh, very frequently and go through the recruitment process. Uh, so ultimately, what we would do between now and the development of the budget is we would build these positions into the budget that would be presented to the board. So it would be a part of the budget uh, in the coming months. Um, I I had seen the budget and the, the uh, tentative that was presented in March in the uh, budget committee, and it had three columns: mm -hmm. uh, mandatory recommended and options and these positions were under options are you now saying that you will move those these positions over to the mandatory column or to the recommended column certainly so i would move them to the mandatory column so as the chancellor of this institution i do believe it was my responsibility to properly staff it and moving forward with the building and balance positions is something that i believe is in the best interest of our institution thank you and it's also the responsibility of the board to approve an adopted budget with all of those items in it. Thank you. The other thing that I would like to ask is uh, to comment on is that these positions and the boilers that we are to consider tonight are long-term solutions. What are we going to do for right now and where will we get the funding from? And I would like to suggest that we should get it from the 22-23 budget. We need to look there. Um, we have what I consider a rainy day fund, and that's our reserves, and this certainly is a rainy day. So I'd like to hear some proposals to come back for, uh, to our board meeting for how we can <coughs> put the fixes together for right now, whether it's the things that were suggested or uh, other things that might uh, occur to staff or other suggestions that we get from the community in general and have that come to the board and see if we can fund that out of this year's budget so we can take care of it right now and not have to worry about the 23-24 budget. Okay. Thank you. Um, I've, I've got some, uh, oh, go ahead, uh, um, I took a few notes. The first thing I want to say is 
Thank you for the public comment, commenters. Um, I'm with you. In this, in this, I hear you. Um, all right, a couple of things were said. One, one thing that was said is, you know, students will go elsewhere and they can and they will, but I don't see this, uh, and this is all from the perspective of Royal Green, I don't see this as an issue because they're going elsewhere. This is an issue because it's the right thing to do. Um, someone else said, I heard it a couple times, come spend a day with us. I'm unable to spend a day with you because I'm at my job that has heat. And I'm not saying that to brag, this is, this is ridiculous to me. This is ridiculous. And this was in the paper. I think I was, I was running for election and looking to see something about that. And, and, and this was here, I don't understand. The question is, why are we here? I'm asking that, I'll, I'll ask for an answer for that later. Um, why are we here sitting here talking about something that should have been taken care of a long time ago? Um, this isn't for politics or show. So thank you for calling this meeting. Um, but this is an essential and necessary need in, in a public educational system. Um, uh, whether hand warmers work or not isn't the issue. I, I just, my notes say, are you serious? <laughs> um, yes. Exactly. Um, I, I want to apologize for not um, bringing this because this is this has been on my mind ever since I read the article for not coming forth forward and saying this needs to happen. I'm, I'm going to end my comments with a very short story. When I was a teenager, my mother said she was going to cook dinner for me and a friend of mine. And she gave me she said she's making spaghetti. She wanted us to go to the store. She put $5 in my hand. I said, it's not enough. And she said, make it enough. And I knew what that meant. That meant whatever you have in your pocket and whatever your friend has in your pocket, combine it with this $5, <laughs> give, me the, the, give me the ingredients so I can make spaghetti for you guys. In this case, I'm just going to say the city college of San Francisco, make it enough. Because this is ridiculous. I'm done. Well, first of all, I would like to thank the, the public commenters for expressing your everyday narrative, especially to the students that are, are present here and uh, via Zoom, and the countless of conversations that I've had with students throughout a, a very long time as far as uh, these issues. Um, as, as I'm hearing about expediting and finding a short-term solution, I, I don't consider a short-term solution when we've known about this problem for over a year now. So it's, it doesn't apply as a short-term solution. It's already long-term, but no action has been taken. And so I'm also curious to find out what are we going to do now? Um, this is all in the foreseeable uh, action. But in the meantime, what are we doing? Because I am one of those students that are is sitting in those classrooms. And I get to hear my classmates um, throughout the various campuses. And it's not isolated to one, one center, one campus, one community. It's throughout 
So in, in that sense, um, I guess it's, it's a lack of equity uh, in, in all facilities. And, and so I do want to hear to what are we going to do now? Um, if, if you would like to speak. Uh, uh, certainly, still trusting on Ollie, and I think that is a, a wonderful question. And uh, in response to the immediate actions, we do have opportunities for some class uh, relocations. Uh, granted, that's not going to fix uh, the situation in every, every specific circumstance. Uh, we are going to look and explore different options that uh, we could potentially provide some immediate uh, the general use. Uh, as ABC Vasquez has mentioned, those are things that we can get through our text on right away. Uh, and moving forward, it's really looking at putting in a plan uh, that is multi-year. Uh, now we are committed to, to continuing to fund this deferred maintenance. Uh, to do so in a way we identify projects in advance. Uh, make sure that we have a process in place to fund those projects, fund those bids, get it through the bidding process, and get those boilers and get those machines in place before they break down and become uh, unserviceable and unrepaired. Uh, so that is, I think, our best path forward. Uh, as we've discussed in, in several different uh, conversation points this afternoon, uh, we do have to uh, look at our existing footprint, uh, the status of our current facilities, and find a way to move forward. Uh, looking backwards will not do us any good. We have to look forward. We have funding in the budget for scheduled maintenance. We'll continue to build funding into next year's budget, the budget thereafter, and then the budget thereafter, and make sure that we have an adequate facilities team to address the needs in a proactive way. Uh, right now, our buildings and grounds is a team of 11 individuals for our entire ocean campus nurses. That's our carpenters, that's our electricians, that's our plumbers, that's our gardeners, and that's our locksmith. 11, possibly 12 positions for our entire district. That is not sustainable. We have to address that and we have to put together the funding and the personnel uh, to make sure that we can proactively uh, maintain our facilities in a way that our community deserves, because they do deserve that. And I hope that responded to your question. Thank you, Trustee uh, Thank you. Uh, so, I, the other part of the message we heard tonight was all about communication and lack of communication. <clears throat> and even though responding to questions about what's happening, what's going to happen, and even apologizing for the situation we're in doesn't fix a boiler, at least it improves communication. And I think we need to get better at that and making sure that people know that their uh, concerns are not just, are not being ignored. We do have, uh, as many of you know, I come from the pre-K to 12th grade world, and these kinds of problems exist in public education and it's not excusable. We don't have enough funding, we don't have enough resources, and that's the bigger picture uh, but it also means uh, it's our responsibility to advocate for those resources uh, here and city level at the state level and so on. Again, not trying to pass the buck. We are responsible for making sure things happen here, but we are under-resourced 
and for uh, and it's not acceptable to ourselves and to our children and it dishonors the people who did the hard work before us. I think uh, one of you might be available again. That's something that uh, I leave it in your hands. Happy, happy, if she wants to uh, continue to add, I'm happy to, to have, have her. Do we know if she wants to, she wants to speak? Yes. Okay. Um, can we try and uh, patch her in? Uh, can you patch her in? Hi. <clears throat> Sorry about that, you guys, but where I'm at, I told you it's unstable. But bottom line is this. Is there a plan to hire more classified in some areas? Yes. Is there a plan to hire more custodians? Absolutely. Is there a plan to hire more custodian supervisors? Absolutely. So for anybody to try to imply like facilities is not working with us, are there chances not? That's simply not true. But for anybody to just think that our workers, classified workers are not working, it's disgraceful. There are custodians who are retiring because they can't take it anymore. It's too much on them. It's too much on their bodies. It's too much on their minds. Please don't go around thinking that there's no plan. Just because you don't know, don't mean it's not happening. So I just want you trustees to know that there is a plan. The facilities just met with us in VRG and the district to talk about what we could do to get more supervisors. But there's one thing that this college needs to think about and do something about. There is a pay disparity, period. That's a, that's a big problem. So until that's fixed, it's probably gonna be hard to retain some people. But there is a plan, but it's not gonna happen at snap of the finger. That's not how it goes. But we're all in this together. There's not one employee group at this college who's not freezing, who's not in these conditions. And we are collaborating. FDIU and AFC is collaborating, trying to come to a faster solution than waiting for some boilers to help and get fixed. Because we understand, okay, yeah, you have to bid, and you have to do all that. Got it, great. But what do you do in the meantime? So don't think that we're not trying to do something for our workers, because we are. People want to get on here and, do that whole cry your river, go right ahead. But don't ever make classified invisible or make it seem like we're not a part of the suffering because we are. We're right there. We service students. That's what we do all day, every day. And there are classified workers in the classroom. Don't forget about them either. But there is a plan. It's just not an instant plan. Thank you for letting me talk and give me an opportunity to clear some stuff up. Thank you. I'd like to share a, a few words. Um, it's time we get these systemic and institutional issues fixed at our college. I, I first received some of these emails about cold facilities last winter and you know, boarded to administration wanting to, to get it fixed, uh, but it's, it's continued. Um, and whatever happened last year was not working, and we need to get that fixed. Heat and just staying in warm in the classroom is a basic need of, of our students. If we are not meeting their basic needs, how can we think about learning? This agenda has several items here that, that we have an agenda. We 
we have the $2.6 million in boilers and facilities fixes. We also have this discussion item regarding hiring staff. But I also want to make sure that we have a concrete plan for what's immediate for our, our students and staff because the boilers, you know, we may be approving them at this meeting, but it's not going to be ready until a little bit before summer 2023. So we need to think about how we're going to immediately going to be supporting our students and staff that are going through the cold right now. And as I, as I said, if there's no heat for the students and the heat should be on us to, to make sure that um, we're resolving this with urgency. For the immediate, immediate action, I've gotten a lot of different suggestions from, from folks and uh, today I was very happy to uh, get a, a tour uh, from uh, Ingrid Farnbeck and Carolyn Cox, uh, who uh, showed me some of the uh, facilities and classrooms where the temperatures were at, at 40 degrees. And just seeing that in, in person, walking into some of these classrooms uh, really let me see the conditions that people are working in. And so we need to be able to make sure that you're not having that one portable space heater that's breaking down or, or that one portable space heater that's not, not even warming the classroom by one degree up. Um, in terms of immediate actions, I think some of my fellow trustees already mentioned it. I'd I like to see or explore, um, and the, our facility staff would, would know better than me, but uh, looking into how we can deal with some of these, uh, uh, if, there any, if there's any way we can get around circuit electrical circuit issues. If a classroom can't hold uh, this one heater, how can we get wiring done to, to address that? Um, class relocations. I was informed that in order to relocate a class, it takes four different people above our instructors in order to relocate a class. This is something that's urgent and we should be prioritizing it. So it just takes us getting those four people in a room to be like, okay, here's the request uh, to move this classroom from this floor to this floor. Let's get the, the meeting of minds so that that can, that can happen. Some of it is bureaucratic inertia, and this, the point of this meeting is to really to be, put the heat on us and the pressure on us to, to take action uh, for administration to be aware that this is something that's important for everybody. So the classroom location, electrical fi fixes, I heard generators, I'm, I'm in the National Guard. The armed forces. So when we go out to uh, the field, we have generators that heat us up, uh, entire tents that keep uh, 100 something uh, soldiers uh, warm. So I, I'm not sure what the the standards are for uh, education institutions, but I'd like to see what, what our options are in terms of generating additional uh, electricity. And the immediate staff support is is excellent. So I, I think you know these are all details to be worked out by by staff. We, we're not the uh, we're not the experts here, I'm, I'm, uh, so I think what, what would be the realistic thing would be to, to ask our administration at our next uh, board meeting to uh, present back a, a plan based on the feedback and the input at, at this uh, meeting, and then uh, uh, continue on with long-term fixes. So those are my, uh, those are my comments, and I, I want to thank everybody for coming out and uh, providing uh, feedback. Uh, Trustee Williams. Yes, thank you, President Wong, for um, that summary, and I do want to highlight again, I feel like the most immediate thing in my mind is the class relocations. And so I um, just want to ask a follow-up question around like the number of classes that are being impacted and just, you know, personally sort of review, like, do you think there is a possibility of shifting to where we know we have more heat, more resources? Because 
some of these other electrical and generators. I'm a little nervous when I think about that because I know that CCSF, are, we're, we have old infrastructure. And some of the things we think we can go in and just fix immediately, it's not like that. So for me, the class relocation seems like top on my list. So just want to hear from you if that feels even feasible because I think we want an immediate solution. It is certainly feasible, and that's something that I think we will follow up on immediately. I started tomorrow and put together a list of spaces that are available in facilities that have consistent heat. And then reach out to our department chairs and provide opportunities for uh, rescheduling. Thank you. Um, I've been taking some time to gather and collect my thoughts. Um, I want to apologize to our staff, um, to our teachers, to our classified staff that you are experiencing this, to our students, um, because being in a classroom with no heat and in inadequate facilities does send a message that you're not valued. And you are valued and it is our responsibility. There is a breakdown somewhere that this, it's great, and thank you for calling this meeting, and this does require urgency, but we should not be here. Time and time and again, we're in a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode. And that is a breakdown in the process somewhere. And we have to get to the root of that. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated that we're here. And from this point, onwards, how are we not going to be here? So I, you know, I think the action items bring us closer to that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, perhaps we can consider a task force um, that can be developed that, you know, we did hear that there have been requests for relocation and that has not played out. Could be due to bureaucracy. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if a special task force can be created. And I think that the board should receive um, an update on this issue, you know, every other week, every week, but we need to keep this as a very high priority. We need to be tracking what's happening. Um, I think the other thing that I would like to know is um, in public comments came up around um, the job roles of the project managers. I do want to know what their job roles and responsibilities are going to be. Um, because if we don't we don't have a clear understanding of their roles roles and responsibilities, then it becomes a bit difficult to identify where you know someone is not fulfilling their um, required tasks. Um, and also to Trustee Solomon's point, there is a communication breakdown. Um, radio silence is not acceptable. Along with the updates that we're getting, the college community should be getting that too, and they should be aware of the steps that are being taken. Um, so I just, you know, I'll stop there, but it's, I, I share the frustration because when we get to this point, there has been a breakdown. And, and I wish that, you know, this was a siloed issue, but it's not. It's, it's always in some other ways or something else we get to this point and we have to be in reactive mode. And um, I, I think the other pot of money that we should explore is the facilities bond, um, where I believe there's a percent allocation that allows um, 
for some discretionary funding or it's a rainy day. So, you know, if there's something that we can tap into there to address some of the more immediate needs and make these spaces more sufficient, um, I think, you know, that's something else that we should explore. So I will stop there. Thank you. Thank you. In, in some, I think based on the feedback from trustees, and we can get some regular updates in the regular uh, updates that you send to uh, us and at the next uh, full board meeting as, as well. Uh, Yes, I don't want us to forget that people brought forward other issues like falling ceiling tiles and windows that won't close. So if we could also, it's not just the heat, it's a number of different things. And uh, we all have the emails that have come to us. So I appreciate that being also in the report. Thank you. Okay, uh, just for a moment, to provide some context, and I believe you answered Trustee Chisty's question regarding the project manager position. Uh, that is a position that would oversee uh, projects on our campuses uh, that are done by external contractors. So there's a lot of logistics in coordinating projects that are done by external contractors. You have to get bids, you have to go through potentially the bidding process, get quotes. Do job walks, schedule time, and coordinate with faculty and staff to make sure that it's not happening during class hours. Uh, so there's a lot of logistics that go into managing a project done by an external contractor. I would also help us do multiple projects at once. Uh, large districts, districts our size is uncommon to run 15 to 20 bids at one time. Uh, we don't have the capacity. We were stretched thin to run four. Uh, so we would have more project managers to bid out more work uh, and to do more projects at once uh, for us to be more effective. So that, in a nutshell, is the project manager position. Uh, right now, we don't have any. Thank you, Chancellor. There are no further comments for this. Uh, uh, Trustee Tom. Um, no, I really want to, it's already been echoed by all my colleagues on the board, but I, I really think it's important that I address this to the college community. I think when we talk about the health and the safety of our students and staff, there's, there's really no excuse um, that is acceptable for the conditions that we're all experiencing. And as the highest decision making body of our college, you know, we, we can't make a habit of making excuses. We're, we're responsible for the past, present, and future actions of our college. And so I want to also take the opportunity to really acknowledge everything that you all have been doing, students, staff, faculty, and administration. I know you all have been continuing action to address this, but as an institution, we need to do better. Seeing no further hands raised, I'd like to move from this discussion item to our action items. The action items are related and, and similar, so I would like to. Uh, if there's no objection to bringing them 5A through um, E to the, the same uh, same discussion, and later on, if we if we consider both to these all all together, um, do we have a presentation? Uh, oh, yes, President Wong, I'll actually put that motion in, and I know we were going to have a discussion, but I'll look at the motion. Second. Second. Okay, so we moved by uh, Trustee Williams, a second by uh, uh, Trustee. Green. Um, can, Linda, can we have a, a
I, uh, in reaching around a little bit, I saw that uh, John Adams had a significant had significant upgrades in 2010 with infrastructure upgrades. Did they or did they not involve the heating system? And if they did, what type of warranties were on that heating system? What is the expected lifespan of a heating system? Because we're only 12 to 13 years since that remodel. Thank you. And on 5C also, Fred Well, it's a similar comment about the wellness center. And uh, I'm not quite sure anymore. Let's see. The wellness center opened, I think, after the repairs at John Adams, but I'm not quite sure about that. But it is one of the newest buildings on campus. And why three boilers have failed at that particular building needs to be addressed. Were they not maintained? Do they have a warranty? Should the contractors that put them in uh, be responsible for replacing them at no cost um, before they're just taken out and replaced? These are um, big ticket items and we don't have much money. We don't have any money to waste. Um, it's make it work with what we do. So I think that those questions need to be carefully addressed. Thank you. And Harry Bernstein on item 5B. By the way, the sound is still terrible. Alberto is almost incomprehensible. I don't know what, the, what that's about. Okay, <clears throat> 5E is an action to uh, for $2.6 million for capital outlay construction fund uh, transfer, I think, to that fund. I'm reading one section of the statement. If additional funding remains after the completion of these projects, the balance will be used to fund the first portion of the upcoming major heating projects associated with creative arts visual arts and arts extension. So that tells me after, you know, months and months from now, um, there, is, there is nothing urgent here about the conditions in these buildings. It's only for, for the future. Um, you know, it's better that that be used for this purpose rather than thrown away. But um, I'm hoping All I heard from the chancellor was that the Field Act prevents um, some solutions which would be viable in other facilities. And I'm frustrated on the behalf of my colleagues and my uh, students and the staff also if they're suffering from cold temperatures in doing their work. But uh, please, please look at it after the completion, the completion sometime in the summer. So we're asking for something right now, right away. That's what's urgent. Thank you. And we need to be able to report about what's going on in the meetings while the meeting is happening. We can't do that except when we're talking to you. It's not right. We also, oh, that, that's enough. Thank you. That concludes public comment. Uh, 
Chancellor Martin or uh, Associate Vice Chancellor, do you have any presentation for these items? I'm not at this time, President Wong. Just a few comments regarding the four items uh, in front of the board this afternoon. Uh, we do have a oil replacement for our John Adams, our mission, our wellness, and our student health transformer. Uh, in addition, uh, to properly be in accordance with the California Budget and Accounting Manual, uh, those contracts will be charged to our capital outlay construction fund. Uh, so item E is to take the funds that were earmarked this year for site improvements and put them in the correct funds so we can properly account for these contracts. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Chancellor. Uh, trustees, do we have any questions? Uh, trustee, trustee. So are you going to do that last part again for the transfer of funds? <laughs> Certainly. So we uh, earmarked our budget for uh, approximately $3.6 million in repairs and maintenance in the unrestricted general fund this year for site improvements and facility upgrades and machine uh, replacement. Uh, once we identify projects to be charged to those funds, we have to transfer an amount to the capital outlay construction fund because that's where the accounting for construction projects happen. So we earmark and budget the money in one spot, but then when we know how we're going to spend it, we put it in the construction fund and start spending it on construction. Fiscal year 22-23 budget? Yes, so it'll be in this current year budget. Um, I had another question. Um, I, it says on the this board item we presented to PGC on March 16, 2023. Could you just tell me a little bit more how that discussion is going to go and then how we'll, we'll get a loop back around that and just to hear kind of what comes out of that. Is that right? Or, like, so, what item are you looking at? I think they all say that. Or, so, I, I, I can respond there. Oh, so, yeah. the, the process of the meeting uh, last week at the Board uh, of uh, facility subcommittee meetings. Yeah. The document was prepared to go to this Thursday meeting uh, two days from now, and then to the regular board of trustees on March 23rd. From a meeting on Thursday, this special meeting was called. The document did not get revised to change the date, but I will be presenting at the PGC an update of these uh, four items. We didn't know that the board has moved forward uh, with it. The good thing is the board has sped up this process by a month by allowing us to present at the uh, facility subcommittee. The bids came in in March 7th and 8th. Typically, we'd have to wait to the April uh, subcommittee meeting by allowing us to put it on the last week, March 9th meeting. We're able to gain a month in process. And then again, expecting it to be the normal two week window. It was this this meeting today was called uh, on Monday, and so instead of that, even a couple of extra weeks, so we move the process up as quickly as we can at this point. That's great. Uh, I mean, on that same note, I think that, um, and perhaps my colleagues will agree with me that there are opportunities that if the board needs to meet, and in order to speed processes up, you know, we can, as long as we're mapping that out, so I'm glad that it played out, but if there's future situations where a meeting needs to take place before a cutoff date or something like that, the board is open to meeting just to help expedite things. So thank you. Any other trustees or comments or questions regarding these items? Um, Thank you. Just a quick one, just so I can have a better understanding of this. For the transfer of the money from the uh, U Fund 6102 account, that's for site improvement, will go 
so go to the capital outlay. If it were repairs and not capital investment equipment, would it stay in SIP 102 or do they all go eventually to college the capital outlay? So it's depending on the nature of the replacement. I appreciate the question, Trustee Solomon. Any significant uh, upgrades or full replacement or any capitalizable uh, repairs would go to the uh, construction capital outlay fund. If, for example, we're replacing light bulbs or fixing a leaking sink, that would stay in just general repairs. I also wanted to echo Renee, um, Trustee Chisholm's comment about if departments need us to get something done more quickly, let us know. I'm getting that quickly, and it's possible. Any other questions or comments on this slide? If not, I will ask uh, for the roll call. You know, please call the roll on these uh, all the five uh, action item number five items. Right. Aye. Trustee Chisty? Aye. Aye. Trustee Green? Aye. Trustee Solomon? Aye. Trustee Green? Aye. Motion passed. Motion. Thank you. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Okay. Moved by Trustee Solomon, seconded by Trustee Chung. Uh, we are now adjourned. I uh, think you're everybody looking at the I <laughs> know.